Hey moms, welcome back to Digital Mama. I'm so excited to have you here today because we're gonna be talking all about redefining failure and what failure actually means and discussing the reality of dealing with something that doesn't turn out the way that you expect it to turn out. I know a lot of people that I work with on a daily basis have dealt with before and I personally have dealt with as well. And it's so important to rewire your brain and shift your mindset in order to move forward. So let's dive in. I'm really excited for this episode and I hope you enjoy it. So many of the moms that I work with or that I hear from either via email or Instagram come to me and say, I've tried things in the past and they didn't work. So what is going to make this different? What is going to make this time any different? I already tried. It didn't work. What's the point of doing it again? There's a couple things there that we really need to dive into and dissect because it's really important to look at why something didn't work. And did you just quit, give up, and then to say, you know what, I'm done, I'm I'm giving up on my dreams? Or did you say, this isn't right for me right now. I need to pivot to get closer to my end goal, to my desires. Because failure is not, I tried something and it didn't work. Failure is trying something, not seeing it through all the way, and giving up on the ultimate dream or desire that you wanted for the outcome of that entire endeavor. With that being said, I want to talk very briefly about a a few business models that are so often marketed to moms. They're very attractive for moms because of what they promise. And in those specific types of businesses, they're actually set up in a way where only a few people can actually succeed to true success. So what I'm talking about here are multi-level marketing organizations. And there's another business model that has become increasingly popular over the past, I would say, year or two. And it is all over social media. And I see this being highly, highly targeted towards moms because of what this sort of business model promises. It's called MRR, stands for Master Resale Rights. Now, I'm gonna give a little disclaimer. If you're involved with MLMs or if you're involved with an MRR style business, there's nothing wrong with that. It is a valid style of business. It can generate income for you. People can be very successful with those styles of business, but there's a few reasons why I personally don't like that style of business. And I did go over this in a previous episode, so I'm not going to dive into it too much. But my reason for bringing it up is because if you were ever involved in this kind of business in the past, either an MLM or an MRR style business, and it didn't work out for you, I want you to know that it's not your fault. It's so easy in those sort of situations to feel like you see everybody else is just crushing it and you can't seem to gain any traction. Or maybe you get a little bit of traction, but it takes an immense amount of effort and it's absolutely draining you of your energy. And I've had several women that I've worked with that have been involved specifically with multi-level marketing organizations, and they simply just got burned out. They just said, I couldn't do it anymore. I tried. I put myself out there. I made a little bit of money with it. It was too much to keep up with. I wasn't deeply passionate about it enough to push the motivation to continue to do it day in, day out. And 
If that's not there, it's going to be very difficult to sustain that business long term. If you tried it in the past and it didn't work, don't sweat it. Think of it as part of your entrepreneurial journey. It's part of your history. It's part of your learning and growing experiences. So if you weren't able to find success in the business, that means it just wasn't right for you. But that doesn't mean that your entire entrepreneurial journey or your dreams need to be completely squashed. And overcoming that feeling of failure, quote unquote, is something that needs to be faced, looked at, digested, and moved on from. Because it isn't a failure. It's funny because I've always felt like I was that person that was like trying something different, trying something new, doing this crazy job. And people were just like, why can't she just get a job, stick to it, and that's it. I never wanted to be that person that was bouncing from idea, idea to idea to idea, and nothing ever actually worked. Nothing actually came to fruition. It wasn't until I actually really did some soul searching and figured out that if I am not 100% invested in the business, it's not going to work for me. I have to be ingrained in the business from start to finish. It has to be truly mine. I can't sell somebody else's stuff. That doesn't give me enough motivation to push through for years and years and years and years. So for me, ownership is really important. You need to figure out what's important to you. What type of business do you want to create and then commit to it. So for me, the reason why ownership was so important is because I have been part of a, I guess you could say an MLM. It was considered a multi-level marketing or a network marketing business. It wasn't in the way that you would think of it probably as like a Norwex or a Rodan and Fields. It was actually door-to-door sales. It's a pretty funny and interesting story. I had graduated from college in 2012 and I was ready to take on the world. At that time, the job market was not great. I was graduating with my bachelor's in marketing and recreation and leisure, which is essentially event planning, but I realized I don't like planning events. So I was like, well, I don't wanna get a job doing that. So I started looking for marketing jobs. I could not get a marketing job to save my life. So I found this job. I think I found it somewhere randomly on Google. And basically you were called a marketing rep. So I thought, oh, great, okay. So I applied to this job. At the same time, I had an interview at Geico, which is a huge insurance firm for car insurance and home insurance and things like that. At Geico, the job was for a supervisor track. Like you you start the job, you, you're in training for six months or a year or something, and then you are guaranteed a position as a supervisor. For this marketing rep job, as I soon found, it was door-to-door sales. I got offered both jobs. Geico was a stable salary. I think I would have been making like 50,000 out of college or something like that, which was pretty good. And with the opportunity to obviously advance and make more money, I would be working in an industry I wasn't really passionate about. I would have to start off in the customer service department. So I wouldn't be doing anything marketing related. And I would have to work in an office nine to five. Okay. That was my corporate opportunity. And I was never crazy about that, but I didn't really have a lot of experience working in corporate before, so I I was considering it. My other opportunity was to work at this door-to-door sales company where it's 100% commission. (laughs) So if you don't sell, you don't make any money. I would spend about eight hours a day walking, knocking on doors, and selling 
an internet service, essentially is what I was selling, an internet provider. Now, this was, like I said, in 2012, I have not seen any door-to-door salespeople probably in the last five to 10 years, but back in 2012, it's not, it wasn't still a quote unquote thing. It was, it was a pretty antiquated style of marketing, but occasionally you would get it still, right? You would still get door-to-door sales. Now, the way this company worked was very similar to an MLM because it was structured as an MLM. You had the person at the top that was a contractor with the big company, the big service provider. They were some offshoot of that big internet service provider. Under them, they hired sales reps to go out and start selling the service. For every service that I sold, I made $100, okay? So in a week, if I sold 10, I got 1,000 bucks. Now the lifetime value of the customer on average, because they had to sign a 24 month contract, was 3,600. So I'm making $100, the guy at the top of my business gets his cut and then the sales rep gets his cut now as the sales reps do well they get promoted and start hiring more sales reps and so it went the top top guy then there was a guy below him and a guy below him and then there was my boss and then there was me so you can see how now all of a sudden like this this company is being built out and they're building their offices were popping up all over the US. So being my 22-year-old self and wanting the freedom and the flexibility, which I always have had that inside of me even before I ever had kids, wanting that freedom in life. And another thing that was really important to me was unlimited income. Like I wanted to control my income. I didn't want somebody else to tell me how much I was worth. So I decided to go with the door-to-door sales job. Now, my parents at the time, they were supportive, but I think they also, in the back of their heads, were like, just think about this. Like, think, you know, they never told me what to do, but I think any parent would see those two options and think, run for the hills from this door-to-door sales company and take the more stable job. Now, in hindsight, if I would have taken the Geico job, where would it have led me? I don't think I would still be at Geico today. I could tell you I wouldn't be because I worked at a company very similar to Geico later in my career and I really didn't like it. And so I know that would not have lasted for me. But the lessons I learned from this door-to-door sales job was invaluable. First of all, I had to walk up to random people's doors and start conversations with them and then try to sell them something. For somebody who is naturally introverted, it was an energy drain for sure but it pushed me out of my comfort zone because I had to sell. I had to prove myself. I can get very competitive in a inward way. I almost compete with myself to see how far I can push myself. And I just remember walking in the snow, walking in the rain. I remember walking for literally hours. And now I honestly feel like my parents who said that they walked to school uphill in the snow both ways but i'm not here to say oh look at how amazing i am or look at the things that i did i think it was this innate competitiveness and this innate push for success that i had intrinsically that pushed me through those times when it was miserable outside or when the door was getting slammed in your face it was a period of 
growth. It was a period of me learning more about myself. And eventually my time there did come to an end. And so I want to jump into what I learned through that process and how it has served me up to this day. When I left that job, I was devastated. Like I felt like I had failed. I felt like what are you doing with your life? You had this opportunity to go with this stable company. You chose to do this thing. And now you don't have a job. You don't really have any money because there were some weeks when I didn't even make anything. And my confidence definitely took a hit. And I had to, over time, it was not overnight, but over time I had to shift the perspective of what that job actually did for me. I can say my first job out of college was a door-to-door salesperson, which is pretty unique. A lot of people can't say that, especially in this day and age. And a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do that because it is uncomfortable. But looking back on it, I learned so much from it and I think about it often because it did have a positive impact on me overall. I learned how to sell. You can't have your own business if you don't know how to sell. You have to be able to sell and you have to be able to stand behind your product confidently. I learned how to connect with people I learned how to understand, not in a conniving way where it's like, I'm going to say whatever it takes to get you to buy this, but to read people in a way to understand where they're coming from, to understand if you can connect with them, if they could ever even get to the point of wanting to buy this thing, and how hard should you push or when should you back off. I had to learn how to dust myself off. There was one time when I went up to this woman's door And I had had a tough day, like lots of no's, lots of rejections. And I had knocked on her door and she was like, I don't know, probably in her 80s. And it was six o'clock in the evening. And she had a robe on and like a night hat. And she opens the door like a crack. And she was like, what? And I was like, hi, my name's Heather. And da, 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 da. And I just remember she looked at me and she just gave me like a death stare. And she was like, go get a real job, get off my porch and leave me alone. And it was a culmination of the entire day or maybe even that week because everybody experiences dry spells in sales. And so I walked down the driveway and one single tear came down my cheek. And I was just like, oof, this is tough. This is tough. But at that time, that was my job. That's what I had set my sights on. That's that's where my goals were at that time. And so by the time I got to the end of the driveway, I wiped away the tear and I went to the next door. And that really taught me a certain level of perseverance because you had to be you had to be on all the time with that kind of job. And so looking back on it, I think, wow, that was tough. I was uncomfortable. I did something that I normally wouldn't do, but I'm very grateful for the experience because it has helped shaped my entire entrepreneurial journey. The reason why I'm so passionate about business is because a lot of the things that that job offered were very attractive to me. Unlimited income potential, flexibility in your day, not having to sit in a stuffy office, not having to do work that you don't care about. And those are all things that I can attribute back to that original job and think that's really why I took that job. It wasn't because I was excited about knocking on people's doors and trying to get them to buy something. It was because of the promise of what the business offered that I was going to be able to achieve through that business. And 
it's so common for different business models to become popular. It's what it's what I call a fad business. It's when the business model becomes super popular and people jump on the bandwagon, so to speak, because they want to get a piece of the pie. But like I had said before, not every single person that goes into it is going to be successful because there's only so much pie. So the amount that can be made from one of these types of businesses is limited at a certain point. With your own business, and this is where my passion really lies for what I do, and I try to make it as clear as possible that what I teach is how you can start your very own business. You own it from top to bottom. Nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can change the rules on it. You dictate everything from beginning to end with the business. And like I said, ownership was always really important to me because I wanted something that I had complete control over, that I could do with what I pleased, and something that was going to create wealth for me, generational wealth, something I could pass down to my kids if I wanted to, not just something that was going to be good for a year or two. That's that's my preference. There are other people out there that are just looking for a little something on the side and they don't want to invest that much time. And that those other styles of businesses might be better for you if that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking to start something that is completely your own, authentically you, and something that you are completely passionate about and could talk about forever, then starting your own business, having your own content, creating your own products is going to be much more fulfilling to you than something that is half owned by somebody else, essentially. With all of that being said, the point I really wanna drive home with this episode is that if there have been things in the past that you tried, and didn't, it didn't go your way. You decided it wasn't for you. You moved on from it because it was time. I want you to reposition it as part of your entrepreneurial journey. And for those of you who have tried something in the past, who have taken the jump, even if it didn't work out the way that you wanted to, you are much closer to breaking through your true entrepreneurial path because you've already shown that you're willing to get uncomfortable. You've already shown that you're willing to put yourself out there. You've already shown that you're willing to take risks. You've already shown that you have grit. These are all things that you need in order to create, launch, and run a successful business. So look at your past endeavors, not as failures, but as stepping stones to where you are now and what your next move is going to be. 2023 is almost over. And I honestly can't believe it. This year has absolutely flown. And 2024 is going to be here again. Before you know it, we're just a month away. And it's always a good time during the new year to kind of sit and reset and look at your life and think, where are things going? What am I going to accomplish next year? Am I going to sit idly by and watch other people take the reins while I sit back and stay comfortable, stay in my routine and stay in the things that I don't necessarily like, but make me feel, as the great Michael Scott once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that was actually not Michael Scott, it was Wayne Gretzky. But I say that because it really is so true. You took a shot, maybe it didn't work. There's no reason why you shouldn't take another shot. 
And I think reframing the fact that you did take an opportunity in the past that didn't work out as you wanted to or you expected it to doesn't mean that it still doesn't have the potential to work out for you. If I was sitting in your shoes right now, looking at the next year, I would be thinking the best is yet to come. I basically have a blank slate that I can write what my future is going to be. I can craft it. I can design it. That's where you're at right now. And that's a very powerful spot to sit in and think about. One thing that I would say that could be helpful for you is to really understand what it is that you want. If you have the desire to start a business, why? Why do you want to start a business? Is it because you want to make more income? Is it because you don't like having a boss? Is it because you have something that you're really passionate about that you want to talk about or that you want to spread to the world? What is the driving force behind it? Because as you go through your entrepreneurial journey, that core motivation needs to be front and center always to help guide your path to whatever business you decide to start. Over the past couple months, I have been getting a lot of questions in either direct messages or in emails more about the process and what it is exactly that I teach because there's so much information on the internet and people just get confused between, for example, an MRR style business versus what I'm teaching. I want to communicate that what I teach is structured in a way to set you up for success in digital business. At the core of my program, you learn foundational marketing knowledge that is going to serve you for your entire entrepreneurial journey. It's not just learn this one tiny thing, apply it, and do it. It gives you a foundation, a springboard to jump off of. I had one other thing I want to mention is that after my door-to-door sales experience, I dusted myself off. I actually worked for my dad for I think a year or two as a receptionist at his in his business. And then I went off and got a job in the corporate world. And while I was in there, I really didn't like it. So I said, I'm starting my own business. And that business did not work. But that business, again, maybe an, a podcast episode for another day, there are so many elements that were missing in that business that I included in my program specifically because there were core pieces of foundation marketing knowledge that I didn't know. My business was not set up for success. The way I thought about the products I was selling, the way that I structured my entire marketing effort was not set up for success in a digital age. And so therefore, I took all of that experience and all of that learning and I made sure that in my program that I created, every single thing you need to know about creating a long-lasting, successful digital business is included. This is not a multi-level marketing. This is not MRR. This is this is not affiliate marketing. This is, if you want to create your own business, something that you can call your own, that's truly yours, that's what this is. It's just in a digital format. I teach you how to do it in a digital way. It's still a full-on, full-fledged business where you are going to be the CEO. You are going to be the driver of the business. So from my experiences with my door-to-door sales business idea, with my other experiences that I've had in digital marketing, all of that has been taken and put into a step-by-step strategic program that 
teaches you how to create a business that fits into your life that you truly love working on every single day. And that's what I'm all about. If I didn't have those past experiences, probably what I would be doing today would look completely different. So rather than looking at my past experiences and saying like, yeah, I tried that didn't work. Yeah, I tried that didn't work. Yeah, I tried that didn't work. Or looking at myself as the person who's always trying things that are never really catching. Instead, I'm saying, thank you for those experiences. Thank you for the opportunities that I have gone through in the past to get me to where I'm at today. And I am still very much in this phase of learning and growing. As an entrepreneur, you never stop growing. If you have a learner's mindset and you are just always wanting more information and you like the process of growing, that means that you're probably a good candidate for entrepreneurship. So my learning is far from done. My growing is far from done. But I'm extremely passionate about helping moms realize their potential and gain freedom, flexibility, and income in their life. And the way to do that is through digital business. If you have ever dealt with a past quote-unquote failure or something that you put your heart and soul into in the past and it didn't work out and it was devastating or your ego was a little bit bruised, I want to know about it. Honestly, I love connecting with people in my community and people who are listening to the show. So reach out to me on Instagram at Heather M. Bork or my email, which is heather at heatherborkcoaching.com. I would love to hear from you and just have a conversation. No pressure. <laughs> I love to hear people's stories and where they came from and what they've been through and where, where they are now. I hope to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed this. Keep pushing. Keep going. Don't stop. Usually when you are at that point where you feel like you're just going to throw it all away, you're the closest to your breakthrough point. So don't give up. The best is yet to come. All right. I will see you next week.